you just got chucked. You're mediocre in a bad league, but you know I'm surprised how Maryland Eastern Shore mm -hmm. almost really they lost to St. Joe's by two. All right. Well, we don't need this, I don't think. No. No. And Temple was Temple was favored by twenty seven by points over them. I was gonna I was gonna do Michigan Temple, Vanderbilt, and Kansas State, whatever. But. All right, episode four of Chuck. Let's get it going, boys. Are we underway? Yeah, we've been underway ever since I uh, put that knife away. Oh, good to know. Um, so on tonight's episode, we are going to talk about broadcasters. Um, we're going to dive into uh, no calls in the NBA and how it's changed since back then. Um, and topic number three, we're going to talk about the chaos in the NFL. Um, after that, we'll get into Chuck's weekend bets. And lastly, we'll all have our... Oh! I almost forgot. I, we, say, I almost forgot. We do have a guest. Introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy to be here, Kyle, son this of Chuck. Is, this is my brother, yeah. Kyle, yeah. son of Chuck, second best to me. And then lastly, we're going to get a hot take from me, Kyle, and Chuck. So first off, I'd like to ask you guys, broadcasting. What do we think? And has it gotten worse? Has it gotten better? Broadcasting. Broadcasting. Look. Anything. Well. And I have a muffin. Yeah. Is, is this your way to, around getting into Stephen Smith? We'll save him for later. I don't know. Is Stephen <laughs> Smith considered a broadcaster? No, he's just an analyst. Yeah, you know, he's an entertainer, Kyle. You haven't been listening, okay? He's an entertainer, okay? Um. Um, he's on TV. I mean, uh, broadcasters. Um, again, we're going to get into the same old thing. I grew up watching sports when uh, you know they, they, they talked about the game. They talked about the game. Um, it, maybe the young people like this. I don't know. The I don't know what you're saying with the young people like. Well, the broad the broadcast is out there right now. If you went back and if you turn the, if you turn the radio on the TV and you listen to some of the games and listen, see, here's the problem. Here's the problem that a lot of young people have. Okay, it's almost like. Um, I was on, I was on, me and Corey were talking about something two or three weeks ago, and somebody afterwards said, you were talking about things in the 60s and 70s, and all these people listening to it, they don't even know any of that stuff, and I said, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I would love for Bob Bryant, who watched basketball and sports in the 60s and 70s, 80s and 90s, okay, if someone said to me, who can talk about sports in the 60s and talk about the sports today, to be honest with you, it has to be somebody who watched the sports in the 60s, watched the sports in the 70s, watched in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. Okay? The problem is, too many young people, they're looking at... I don't know what this has to do with broadcasting. Well, I'm going really to broadcasting. Okay? If you talk about broadcasting, okay? broadcasting right now, again, they, they, they're trying to be an entertainer. I guess the... I guess the but main name one broadcaster that's under the age of like 40 that you would say would be doing this. All broadcasters are power. Like, Joe, these guys are all in their 50s and their 60s that have been watching football for the last... Or basketball or baseball for the last 30 years. And they do a good job with no, it. I, I, the only I, entertainers they're adding are guys like Tony Romo, who knows more about football I guess sports young, than any young, of us. Young people today, tenfold. young people today, because I don't think they got enough knowledge about all the sports. They don't want when I sit in front of a TV. I want somebody to broadcast the game. I don't want to hear all their opinions over here, all over the place. I don't want them to start talking about their wives, their girlfriends, so, where they went out to so dinner. What you're, asking, okay. what you're asking for is me. I could sit there and watch a game and be like, oh. 
John Wall scored two points, drove down the lane. Like I mean, anybody watching the game? No, I don't. I don't mind a guy. I, I, I want people's. No, I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, analyzing I was, a game. I mean, I'm talking watching. about a commentator. No, I'm talking about when I when I grew up watching sports. Somebody would be broadcasting the game, and then John Johnny Mo. I mean, they they would give their insight. They didn't sit there and say, oh, he, he went for two yards. They would sit there and say, he went for two yards, and they'd explain why he only got two yards. And if somebody got 19 yards, they'd explain, this guy got the, a good block, and he got this, and he got that. So they, 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 they were beyond just, they weren't just like, a, uh, like a, a, a robot, okay, you know, giving a stat sheet uh, all day long. Okay? They talked about what, how the plays happen. Like, too many times today, okay, some guy will get, get a 19-yard pass. Tell me what a good pass it was. Tell me the route he got, okay? Don't start telling me about his girlfriend, his boyfriend, well, what he did last week. Okay? And the funniest thing is that, well, I'm going to just completely blow you out of the water right now. That's a social person, media. Yeah, you're comparing. I mean, social media is different than the guys that are actually commentating an NFL game. Or, I mean, the best commentator broadcaster out there right now that probably knows more about sports than 99% of them in the country for any of the four major sports is Bill Walton. And he's crazy. He talks about the most ridiculous stuff all game. But he also has more knowledge than any other guy watching the game. He so, sounds like he's on crack. Well, I mean, well, he probably well, is, well, but well, still... Well, basketball? I mean, Bill Walton, yes. 100% knows more about basketball than 90%, of, 99% of people that are broadcasting, playing, and watching sport. There's and no, people think he's a crazy person, but it's just well, his personality, no. and it makes it more entertaining. No, but no, if you listen to Bill Walton, okay, right? I mean, if you read through all of his... As he starts to talk all this crazy kind of talk, he's, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. He's got incredible insight with the game. Incredible insight into the game, okay? But he doesn't go off the feet. He doesn't get into... I'm going to say that they, too many times when someone's broadcasting a game, they get involved with social items about the players and their teams and how, you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Bill Russell, I mean, Bill Walton, okay? He, you may, people may think he's a, he's a lunatic out there talking, okay? He's just a fun, loosey-goosey guy, says what he wants to say. But, I mean, through it all, his insight is incredible. This goes right back to what we've talked about all the time, okay? Whether it's Meteor, whether it's a man giving weather on TV today. They used to, they used to Don Kett used to talk about the weather, okay? He used to sit behind a desk. Now these guys are coming now out. Movie stars. Now, now they're coming out. They all think they're movie stars. Okay, they had their hair done. And, you know, this wardrobe is from this place. This wardrobe is from there. This is where the guy had his hair done and stuff like that. Okay, hey, that's what people want to watch. But let's get back. I mean, let's get back to it again. All right. Um, you know. Jeff, do you want to do a shout out to Hairway to Heaven? You know, broad, again, <laughs> broadcasters. Okay. Um, there are some broadcasters that are a little bit out. Hey. Then you get then you get the Johnny Most of the world. You get the Tommy Heinsons, who I grew up watching. Okay, and they were just incredible homers. Okay, but was, I Tommy. But was great. What was great about that? They were such homers. They really created incredible controversy. Well, I mean, okay, because if you weren't from Boston, boy so did you biased. hate them. Boy did you no, boy did you hate them. Yeah. Although Tommy Heinsohn in his latter years did give a little bit more credit to the opposing teams. Uh, I, I think because he was going a little bit senile at yeah. the end there. Okay, um, but. No, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know. What, what, what about Scal? Scal is like say about yeah, Scal's a very good Scal. commentator. He's very, I mean, he played for the Celtics for a majority of his career, but he's a very normal, non-biased talks about the game broadcaster. I don't think you've ever, ever watched a Celtics game and ever heard him go off page with. I don't know. I think he's a little biased. Boyfriends. He's no, definitely but, a little biased. He's gonna pick the Celtics to win games, but I mean, no. But if, I'll, I'll go back to Scal again. Okay, right. I would sit there and say, I can't listen to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the beaten track here. Okay? I want, I'm waiting for Scal. If he's got such insight in basketball, when's he gonna turn around and sit there and say, when is the goddamn coach of the Celtics gonna grab Marcus Smart? I'm sick of him shooting threes. 
If he was a good commentator and he understood basketball... Well, there's a difference between a commentator and someone that wants to state their opinion. He's a commentator. He's not supposed to be stating his opinion on the state of the team. He does that. He's probably going to get fired. I don't know. I, I hear someone drive to the hoop and I hear him sit there and say, the guy was fouled. The guy was fouled. Where's the foul? Where's the foul? Uh, that, you know, where's the foul? Yeah, okay. that's blatant. But then if he starts rashing Marcus Smart on national television or rashing the coach of the Celtics on national television, he's probably going to have a talking to the next day. So does he like the $2 million he's making a year doing that more than... Crappily crapping on them, probably. So what you're saying is okay, Jimmy. I guess if you're if you're a local if you're a local broadcaster, a local team, okay, you've got to you know, you, you, you can't really speak your honest opinion. Because I guarantee you, when the game is over and Scal's driving home with his wife or somebody else like that, believe me, he's sitting there saying, okay, I don't know what Marcus Smart shooting these threes for. I mean, I'm sure he is. Yeah, wait, and, I, and I gotta catch myself again, okay? Because trust me, Johnny Most, you think he ever said a bad word about the Celtics? No. Um, Never again, okay? Uh, I, I, I'm just trying to think that, you know... Well, that actually brings us to the next topic, because the next topic was no calls in the NBA and how it's kind of um, relating back to the old-timers. No calls in the NBA? Um, yeah. Have you been watching? Well, that's a, that's a recent topic. You were talking off air beforehand about how... Um, I haven't watched a lot of NBA games this year, okay? The season's just been underway, and I guess... I guess, you know, the Hardens, I mean, I, I've said, you guys have listened to me for years, okay? These guys drive to the hoop, okay, and you barely touch them and they're getting called, all right? I mean, if, if somebody, if you take the last five, six, seven, eight years, I wish they'd go back into the film room and sit there and say, I didn't even touch the guy. I didn't even touch the guy. These guys are throwing up three-point shots and they're sticking their legs out and they're Maybe falling, okay? Uh, so I'm happy, and I was hearing... You know, earlier tonight, I heard Stephen Smith. They were talking on 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 television about how um, somebody recently just got um, the guy from uh, Dallas. He gets suspended for a game. Didn't he push it or whack somebody? No, it was uh, Jokic from Denver. Okay, okay, and I, I didn't actually see the incident. Okay, sorry, a little quickly. Okay, and they were saying, um, and then they were talking about who's the guy that used to play for the Knicks that was really. Uh, some guy that played for the Knicks, he was just tough. They said he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't even let, he, he'd get kicked out of the game. Bill Lambeer? No, or Bill Lambeer and some of those guys. and I Some of those guys for the Knicks. Some of these old timers, okay, uh, the way that they played, they were kiddingly sitting there saying they wouldn't, never mind make it through the first quarter, they'd probably get kicked out of the game during warm-ups because of what they did. I think it's, wait, back then, um, things that they got away with back then, they'd never get away with today, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Right? But what Stephen Smith did bring up a good point. He said, I don't think he should be down there, okay, um, you know, giving forearms to the head when someone's driving to the hoop, okay. But basketball has to waken up. It's become a little nicky-picky, a little Girl Scout game, okay, where you touch somebody. Um, we should get back to bullying and, and fighting. This is in the NHL, fighting. And he said, you know, hockey should get back to some of some more fights, too. Yeah. It's kind of getting boring, okay. Um, basketball has to get away from the ticky-tack fouls, okay? Um, and does it have to go back to the 60s and the 70s where guys were giving forearm shivers? No. But it's got to come somewhere in between. Somewhere in between, okay? Who wants to watch? It's just yeah, been... I'm pretty sure that's where they're at, right? You probably haven't been watching it a lot. That's what they're trying to get to. That's where they're at right so, now. So, yeah, between... for years they've been complaining about how the referees have just been too, like you said, ticky-tacky touching. Now they have the guards like Lillard and Harden that are complaining, saying they're calling enough fouls. You're saying this year just all of a sudden? Well, not... Yeah, they changed. They, they... So, it's just, so it just started this year. I mean, last year, they, I, yeah, no, I no, was no, still no, it was this year. It was this year. year. So, 
So now, so you're saying they've gone too far, right? You're saying they've gone too no, far. I'm not saying that. Some of the players are well, saying that they it's have. only no, they have only it's it's the shooters and the guys that are driving to the hoop are the ones that are complaining. It's still the same thing. Any big guy going to the hoop, if there's a like a relatively hard foul, he's going to get what a flagrant two. Well, yeah, again, if you, go, if you go back it's, and watch, if you go back and watch some of the films in the '60s and '70s, okay, you didn't see People Sam Jones. Tackled. You didn't see Sam Jones and Bob Cousy and John. You didn't see them drive to the hoop, go there, and and they missed it. And you didn't see them waving their arms and, and pulling a Jason Tatum, okay, yelling and screaming at the referee while that guy is going down. They yank him off the court, okay. Um, I, I think you should even go further. Jason Tatum really does if, that. If you're, well, oh no, Jason Tatum. Do you think he waves his arms around like that a lot? He has recently. He's kind of a bad now, he has in the last he's couple of years got a reputation Tatum about. Softy. And, and even even the coach has, has, has made a mention to him a couple times this year. Uh, supposedly off to the side, um, he said, you know, get back on defense and stop worrying about the bad call. I think if you've watched a lot of basketball this year and you're telling me it's getting a little bit, they're getting away from calling that ticky-tack, I think it even has to go much further. Because some of the few games I've watched this year, I've still seen these guys drive. A guy drives to the hoop, he, he his body goes this way, his body goes that way, he throws his arms up. It's all Well, that's why they're throwing their arms up more, because they aren't getting those fouls this year as they were beforehand. Well, it's still, I mean, you can't blame we're, them because they're, they're adapting only, to the game. So we're, only a couple, we're only two or three weeks into the season. Okay? What do you mean? It's only going to get more significant <coughs> if you think about it. I, I hope it would. Okay, There's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. these reaching fouls they're calling. Okay, um, uh, I, I think they, they, they've, they've got to toughen the game up because it's become, you drive to the hoop, you get fouled, it's become, uh, so no, I think it needs to, uh, again, it can't, it can't get back to where it was. These guys are so big and so strong today that if they were fouling like some of those guys were uh, in the old days, okay, they're bigger, they're stronger uh, w w because of time, okay, if they were laying some of the fouls on these guys today, They'd be running nine one ones all day long, yes, so you, right. you you can't have it that way. But they've got to. Uh, I think if, if you're telling me they've got a little bit ticky tack, they've even got to go further. They've even got to go further. All right, so let's move on to topic number three, um, which is Chuck's topic: uh, chaos in the NFL and kind of the uh, ups and downs of the records and the seedings of last weekend. Well, that goes back to my point that we've always talked about, okay? This instant gratification, which we've heard about, okay? It's just so up and down, okay? Um, Kyle's probably going to disagree with me, but when I grew up, if some guy came out of the out of college, and if he had, you know, if he had two good games, all of a sudden he wasn't Dan Marino. The the problem these guys are coming out, they're playing quicker than they ever did before. They're not there's not a lot of understudies. They're not sitting behind the number one quarterback for three or four years. Okay, then we start the season off, and Jackson is is probably you know one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league. But Baltimore goes out, doesn't look good in the first couple of games. Then all of a sudden, uh, Jackson goes out, has a couple of games, he's back number one. Okay, poor Kyler Murray. Okay, they had him the number one quarterback a couple of weeks ago. He had one bad game, and then and he, he got injured. And then he no, he had one bad game, and then he got injured. Okay, and he didn't play the other game. But but trust me, give 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 him one more bad game and let them lose. Okay, and all of a sudden, oh, he's the eighth and ninth. Okay, look at this guy from Buffalo. Okay, hey, did Buffalo do great last year? Did they get into the playoffs? Almost get into the Super Bowl? Yes, but there's another guy. Okay, all of a sudden they've got him out there. There's nothing wrong with saying a guy is young, and he looks like he's growing, and it looks like he could be a star. I think that's what they are saying. I don't. There's nobody out there that's gotten Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 
Well, I couldn't even put Josh Allen. I wouldn't even sit there all the time. I wouldn't even have him more than I, I couldn't say he's equal to I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm not. You're putting where I didn't say he's. Well, I'm saying the exact opposite. Let's take Josh Allen right now. If you had, would you say Josh Allen right now is one of the top 100 quarterbacks of all time? No, not even close. I couldn't even say he's one of the top 500. I mean. I couldn't even say he's one of the top 500. He's just played so little. Okay, you just played so little, okay? But nobody, I mean, have you ever heard anybody even say that? Nobody's saying that about anybody. I mean, there are people that are saying could be. I mean, Lamar Jackson's won an MVP, and he's already being dominant again. I mean, the only one that is fair for them to say that, and people were, were jumping the gun a little bit, was Patrick Mahomes. I mean, before this year started, you probably could say he was a top 30 quarterback of all time because just what he's shown you so far as a 25, 26-year-old and what you were going to expect. I mean, this year, I don't know what has gone wrong with him, but... Nobody's saying some of these guys are top random quarterbacks other than, I guess, Mahomes, but you can't, what do you expect? Like, if the guy goes out and plays well and does what he's doing, what are you going to, like, what are you going to expect? No, I, I think you got to agree, okay? I mean, today, when a guy comes out, he does get a lot more recognition much quicker than he did years ago. Look, look at poor Trevor they Lawrence. They, All of a sudden, they're saying Trevor Lawrence. This is this is a joke. He was the number one draft choice. All of a sudden, they, all of a, wait, many people right now, they would turn around and sit there. Before the draft, nobody ever thought Matt Jones would have a better career than Lawrence. But I guarantee you right now, if you took a poll out there with people who broadcast games and are in the game, they would sit there and say right now, oh, I'm going to change my mind. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have to take a backseat to Jones. Most people would turn around and sit there and say, if I had to make a prediction right now, Matt Jones will have a better football career than Trevor Lawrence. Wouldn't you say a lot of people would say that right now? Yeah, I mean... Oh, Milo completely interrupted the best part of the conversation we've had so far. Good job, Milo. Um, so you, but you would, which is, but they we, they would do that in the fifties. No, 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 no. Keep in mind, nobody came up. Wait, wait. When Tom Brady, wait. When Tom Brady in two thousand, from two thousand and one to two thousand and four, when Tom Brady was winning, let me say this: Mac Jones is getting heralded more right now than Tom Brady did, and he won a Super Bowl three of them in his first four or five years. Okay, now granted, he was playing quarterback like Bob Greasy, throw the ball 18, 20 times, run the ball, defense, okay. Nobody had Tom Brady in the Hall of Fame. Nobody had Tom Brady the greatest of all time, okay. I would say this right now. In Mac Jones's first seven or eight games, he's being heralded more than, than Tom Brady was, okay. Because back then, let some time settle in. The only Let's reason why he's happening. being heralded is because of Tom Brady and because of the last 21 years. That's the only reason why, because people are comparing him to the greatest quarterback of all time because he was the greatest quarterback for the greatest franchise, and now Mac Jones is playing for that franchise coming right off of what happened. Okay, but look, look at this, okay? I mean, let's be honest. It's like as many me. Justin Fields came out, okay, and he was, he was one of the top two draft, draft choices, correct? Was not Justin Fields? And, he was and everybody was talking about he should be the starter, he should be the starter, he should be the starter, and then and he became the starter. And then all of a sudden, he folded up like a cheap tent, didn't do anything. What I'm saying is, they gave him too much recognition coming into the league, and then they, they gave him too much discredit, okay, after a few games well, of, I mean, of, of starting. And now all of a sudden, then he went out and had a nice second half of the other game, and they got him up the top. All I'm saying is that, why can't we just let somebody play, and let's let the dust settle? I'm telling you, I mean, all these come back to is you just strictly hate the media. Uh, that's what it all comes down to. It's the media that are saying all these things. There's, you don't see Bill Belichick going around saying, well, I think... You Matt know why? Be because for somebody to come out and sit there and say, 
Well, you know, Trevor Lawrence got off to a bad start, but, you know, let's see what develops in the next three years. I mean, that's not controversial. That is, that is, that's not controversial. Yeah, I mean, because that's what the Controversy is coming out sitting there saying, this guy, the number one draft choice, is folding up like a cheap temp. That causes controversy. Well, Stephen A. Smith would tell you, he may, he may go out there and be like, Trevor Lawrence is deplorable, blah, blah, blah. If you actually sat him down and had a conversation behind the scenes, I bet he would say, well, he's playing bad, but, I mean, he's still Trevor Lawrence. Two, three years from now, it could happen. It's because, I mean, I agree Steven with you. Steven Smith is just like them, okay? He well, is he a, is. But he's, he's a front mean, runner. He's a front he's runner. A front he runner. sees he's, something. He sees something. He can't Oh, my wait. God. He if you sat wait. down and had a genuine conversation with Stephen A. Smith, first of all, you would be just sitting there like a puppy dog listening to everything he says. You'd argue with him. But at the end of the day, you'd be like, Stephen A. Smith, I really appreciate your conversation. Like, puppy dog? When I talk to Stephen Smith? I wouldn't be like a puppy dog. He'd walk off. Oh, my God. He no, did. he wouldn't. You could, at first, you'd go crazy, then he would just be like, first of all, he would put you in your place, Stephen and then he'd realize that she knows what he's talking about. Stephen Smith would never sit down with me because he'd have nothing to, he'd have everything he to lose. He would never sit down with you because he can sit down with he'd have nothing, he'd have nothing to, Tom Brady. He'd only have something to lose. He's not going to sit down with Tom Brady. When's the last time you seen would, Smith? What would Stephen A. Smith have anything to lose sitting down and having a conversation with you? He could only lose. He, had nothing, he has nothing to gain. He could only lose. He's got nothing to gain. I mean, he could he, only lose because he, he, he only looks stupid. In, 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 in what? In what? He, he's not going to give me the time of day. Who's this guy? Chuck Medici? I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him. He's one of a million guys out there that think he could do what I could do. I mean, he would just do what you the guy's doing, like 98.5 and stuff. They you think just, I'm they the hang first? Up and just put the guy in their place. He's like, well, that's wrong. You think I'm, I'm the first guy? You. you think I'm the first guy that sat around like table like this and said they could compete with Stephen Smith? There's probably one a million. million yeah. There's a probably a million of them, but then all oh, the problems, they're all wrong and I'm right. That's the only <laughs> difference. Okay. But uh, no, all, yeah, we're, no, we're talking about the broadcast again. Okay. Broadcasters, uh, wait. That was that was a little while ago. No, no. <laughs> we were, we're, we were talking about, about the chaos in the NFL. No, the chaos in the NFL. You know what it is? Hey, there's look at this. In the NFL, there's chaos in the kitchen. There's, there's <laughs> chaos in the NFL because it's all over the place. Okay, all of a sudden, you know, what's Buffalo? Buffalo, we thought was one of the best teams. We thought that Buffalo and Kansas City were probably um, probably the two top teams going. I would bet that Kansas City and Buffalo were probably the two top teams. You know, predicted to win the a to win the AFC. Look at Kansas City; they're, they're barely a 500 team, and a couple of their wins they, they should be three games under 500. Buffalo, let me tell you, a week a week ago I said Buffalo was nine and 30. If you if you took their five wins, they were nine and 30. Then they went out and they and they lost to to Jacksonville. Okay, Buffalo has beaten absolutely nobody. They have beaten matter of fact, the Patriots right now should be ranked ahead of Buffalo. The Patriots have a better record. The, the, the Patriots' five wins, those teams have better records than the five wins that Buffalo has had, okay? So, I mean, yeah, did Buffalo put some points up against the Jets in Miami and Houston, okay? Buffalo, actually, right now... And uh, then you have, to, you have to compare about it because you have to just base off who people, who, who people have played. Buffalo beat Miami 40 to nothing. The Patriots lost to Miami. The Buffalo beat the Texans 45 to nothing. The Pats only won on a last-second drive. Then you can go back and sit there and say the Patriots lost to Tampa Bay when a guy missed a field goal by an inch and Buffalo lost to the worst team in the league, Jacksonville. But so no, no, going no, no, back no, 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 that's not my point. I, I don't care about two separate entities. I'm saying the two multiple, the two same teams that they both have played, one of them played and absolutely destroyed, the other team lost to or barely won on the last second field. You know what my it, prediction is? My prediction is let's see what the Patriots do against Buffalo. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say the Patriots are going to win the division over Buffalo. And I'm not going to sit here and say Buffalo's going to win. I'm going to go back to it again. I mean, you can't blame Buffalo. Why does everybody... Schedule. They, they why beat can't, the teams they needed Why to can't we just sit there and say 
that the Patriots are coming on. They're much better than we thought they were. Maybe Buffalo isn't as good as what we thought they are. And guess what? You, Time will tell. One, we'll see what happens when they the play. Chaos. Tomorrow, yeah, they lose one game tomorrow. They could go out and they could beat well, his, the Bucks. It's, I mean, no, that's the, the point of it saying chaos. Because the chaos in the NFL is because everybody's well, made all these predictions about who's going to win. the definition of the chaos because... The Pats just went from losing to all these teams. They won two games, and now you're saying, well, the Pats are better than they thought we were. And you're saying Buffalo's not as good as they thought they were just because of one or two games? I mean, three weeks ago, Buffalo was the best team in the NFL. No, 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 no. Based off of nine games, the Patriots are better than what they thought were. I mean, okay. if you base, I mean, if you... People didn't think the Pats were going to so be five and four before the, the season you're, started. You're, but why is Buffalo bad? Not as good as they thought they were because of one game. But the Pats are good because of the nine games they played. No, I'm How saying, does that make sense? I'm saying before the season started, Buffalo was picked to, to win maybe the AFC. After nine no. games, they're, they're proving that they may not be that team. The Patriots were picked to be in the back of the pack. So based off of preseason, the Pats are playing better. Not that they're Super Bowl contenders. And Buffalo is not playing as well as people thought they were. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, okay. mm, that's just, first of all, again, that's not true. Buffalo's... What five and six and two, and they've beaten every team they needed. No, to beat? Buffalo's five and three. And where the Pats five and four? And they're five and four. Okay, and, and Buffalo's beat nobody. Okay, I mean you know I'm not even sure. I mean, um, I mean the, the the chaos is right now is that before the season here's the chaos before the season started everybody thought it was Buffalo and Kansas City. So to go with Corey's question, here's the chaos: the two teams that we thought. We're going to be one and two. All of a sudden, wow, they're in the mix of it with six or seven other teams. So that's what's actually created the chaos. The top two teams don't look like they're quite as good as they are. And there's four or five other teams that potentially looks like they could play with them or overtake them. Now you go to the you go to the NFC. All of a sudden, okay, people said, where are the Packers going to go? They didn't even know if they were going to have their quarterback. And they lost that first game. Okay, look at Dallas. Dallas was on top of the world. Then all of a sudden, they, they, they were down 30 to nothing with five minutes left to go in that game. Okay, the Rams. Okay, the Rams turn around and, 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 and they lost over there. Okay, you know, Cincinnati wasn't supposed to do anything. Then all of a sudden, they went out and they won three games in a row and they were like five and two. And Burrow was the second coming of Joe Montana. Uh, uh, and then what happened? All of a sudden, they got killed the next two games. Killed the next two games. Okay, you talk about, ah, oh, we don't know where Cincinnati's going to go. We don't know what Burrow's going to do. Oh my God, look at it. He's one of the top four or five quarterbacks. Now, after these two games, okay, it's chaos. Because the majority of the better teams, okay, aren't performing like we thought we were. And some of the teams we didn't think were going to be as good. And I think this may be one Donnie Brook of a season. Because I'll tell you right now, I, the Rams could be, wait, if Donnie you ask Berger. me right now, I think the best Donnie team. Donnie Berger. Donnie Berger. Shout um, out Donnie Berger. It, it's chaos because it's, it's, it's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. And here's what you're going to hear. Baltimore could go out and lose the next two games, and all of a sudden, oh, Baltimore's back. Okay? Uh, Tennessee, down went Henry, and everybody thought they were all done with. And what do they do? They go out and they beat the Rams. They go out and beat the Rams. Okay? Yeah, that was crazy. Right, uh, Tennessee goes out and beat the Rams. Okay? Right, uh, Prescott comes back, and then all of a sudden, who did they lose? To Denver, somebody who ever kicked their ass the other day? Okay? Nobody ever thought the Giants were going to win. <laughs> and look what they did. It's, it's chaos in the NFL. Because there's way too much, there's way too much predictions going on from everybody in the world. Because there's so many media outlets all over the place. And by the way, right in the 60s and 70s, 80s, there weren't these outlets. Okay, I mean, so if there fairness, were, that would have been. And maybe if there were, that would have been all just as opinionated. Too. They just didn't have the platform okay, to speak yeah. it on. So Tampa Bay, like, Tampa Bay goes out and wins the next two games, and all of a sudden they're nine so and two. Comedian. 
They're going to be number one. Hey, by the, by the, before the season gets over with, we're going to hear that Dallas should win it. Then we're going to hear Green Bay should win it. Then we're going to hear Tampa should win it. Okay. Uh, uh, there's, uh, That's how it works. You know, I turn around, sit there, and say, here we go. Here, here, here comes Sunday. Here comes Sunday. All right. Uh, Speaking about Sunday, we'll move on to the next topic, which is the weekend bets. Chuck's hot picks. You got any for this weekend? I'm a little bit disappointed from last week. I went, um, I think I won two out of three in my college, and I think I won one out of three in my pros. So I think it went three to three. Mm-hmm. So I guess you would have broken even. That's not the worst thing in the world. The week before I was up. Um, this week, yeah. in college, I've got three games on uh, Saturday. All right. Middle Tennessee, Middle minus Tennessee. 10. Middle Tennessee, minus 10. Notre Dame, minus 5. Notre Dame, minus 5. And Kyle's going to love this, his school here. Oregon, minus 14. Oregon. I'm minus gonna, I'm, 14. And, and again, uh, I don't and I don't think that Oregon is uh, going to make it to the top four. Um, a little while ago, I was kind of looking up, and uh, I was looking to see uh, Oregon. Oregon really hasn't played a tough schedule, but uh, Oregon should. I get so, uh, Let me not digress here. Oregon minus 14. Mm-hmm. And in the pros, yep. I guess Boston's going to love this because uh, this has nothing to do with uh, why. There's a lot of games, you know. Again. I don't, I don't know what Buffalo is going to do. I don't know. It's a lot of these teams, the Rams, they all disappointed me. I don't know. Um, I like the Pats against Cleveland. I guess they're one and a half. Oh, Pats I like the Pats. One and a half. I like the Pats. They're on the rise. And I like Tampa Bay coming back from a week off. Um, they're going to be a little bit disappointed over that New Orleans loss. Okay. I think they're going to come out firing. I think they were. They playing Atlanta. They're you know, playing Washington at Washington. They're playing Washington, Washington. Okay, so you know what they're favored by? They're going to get, they're favored by nine. They're going to put some points up. So, uh, so I guess people are going to love that. You got Brady in the Pats. that. Okay, so Middle Tennessee, Notre Dame, Oregon, the Pats, and Tampa Bay. Milo, right. we need your picks. Let's go. Milo's hot take. Two All bars right. to Oregon. Three bars to Washington State. Let's move on to the last segment. We're gonna have. We're all actually gonna have a hot take. Um, let's start with you, Kyle. Final four options, lead eight options. Oregon's making it to the final four. Um, I don't know if it's going to come down to the championship, but championship bets. I don't know if this is a hot take, but a future bet take. Kansas. Kansas is luck to win the national championship in basketball. We're probably gonna have to record this whole thing because Milo won't shut up. <laughs> What can we do? He feels left out. Uh, this is not. Um, this is no big pick. I just think that it's a, a no-brainer that Georgia's going to win it all. Okay. I was looking down at Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Okay. Notre Dame's eight and one. They haven't played anybody. The Michigan, Michigan States. They haven't played anybody. Oklahoma hasn't played anybody. Forget Cincinnati. Cincinnati should be ranked nine or ten. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Okay. Who's not in the top four or five? Other than that. Um, they just haven't played anywhere near the caliber. The chance of them going in and winning a couple of games, okay, and knocking off a couple of big teams, that's an impossibility, okay. It's probably going to come down to Georgia and Alabama. Because Georgia and Alabama, by the way, uh, one's 9-0, and the other one's 8-1. and But look at look at Alabama, they're 8-1. But look what they've done. They've played LSU, they've played Tennessee. Are, they, are those powerhouses? No, but decent teams. Uh, they played uh, Mississippi State. 
They played Texas A&M. They played Ole Miss. They played Florida and Miami. I mean, who's turned around? I mean, a lot of those are football schools. They're not great this year, but Ole Miss has got a winning record. Uh, Texas A&M's got a winning record. Mississippi State does. I mean, so think about that. Alabama, no one's played their schedule. Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State. Okay, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Florida, Miami, Georgia. They played Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, Clemson. Down here for Clemson, but still in the top 25. Uh, actually, Alabama has played. It's going to come down to Georgia and Clemson Alabama. Clemson stinks. Pardon me? I said Clemson stinks. That's uh, a side no, number. No, That's a side no. number, too. Uh, we, we were just going over the schedule that they played. Yeah, okay? I know. And, I, and I was looking at, uh, I was looking at you know, Oregon. Wait, they, they, they played three tough games. Ohio State, UCLA, and Washington. Oklahoma. Who they played? Texas Tech. Te Actually, you know, Oklahoma. Uh, I got to look at that. They have played Texas Tech, TCU, Texas, Kansas State, West Virginia. So you have Oregon okay. and Kansas going to the Final Four in NCAA basketball. Yes. But now the his Final Four for college football. Final Four. I got, I got Alabama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. It's going to be, and because of that, Alabama's going to be one, Georgia's going to be two. Who did Alabama play last week? They barely beat LSU. Okay, they beat LSU. Okay. LSU stinks. Let me say this, okay. But Alabama's just having a... LSU is terrible. LSU is terrible. Alabama, okay, that quarterback looked like a rookie. Okay? Uh, granted, I've come up and watching them for the last couple of years. They've had great receivers with Mac Jones there and an offensive line and running backs. I okay. mean, he didn't. he's number one for a Heisman. Well, that, that, that quarterback from Alabama, he looked... Terrible. So you haven't seen one of his games. Though. Well, he he looked terrible. Who looked okay. worse, him or uh, Jordan Love from the Packers? <laughs> That's a toss up. That's a toss up. Okay. Um, I mean, you haven't uh, lost one game. No, Georgia, Alabama is going to have trouble uh, moving the ball against Georgia. Um, Bryce can, Young went twenty-four of thirty-five, three hundred and two yards, and this is the quarterback for Alabama. Yeah. Twenty-four of thirty-five, three hundred two yards, and two touchdowns. What more can you really ask for a quarterback to do in a game? Apparently, he was running all over the place because the offensive line apparently has been brutal. But yeah, but I just I I guess, I guess it's an unfair comparison because I saw him throw seven or eight passes well, you took, that you I took, never saw. You took Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought Alabama <laughs> was going to win by twenty eight points. Yeah. Okay, uh, but they just didn't look good against a, a mediocre team, and um, you know. I saw him, I, no, some of the, wait, he overthrew four or five guys and I never saw Jones and it's unfair because Jones had better receivers, maybe a better offensive line, maybe a better defense, okay. Um, I mean, again, he, he did overthrow four or five because he only had, what, six, seven incompletions? Well, I guess we'll see. Um, I think it's going to come down Georgia and Alabama. Alabama's going to be Ohio, gonna... I mean, Oregon State's winning out. Ohio State's going to lose a game in the Big Ten. Oklahoma's going to win out. And Ohio it's going to be Oregon, Ohio, Oregon Ohio, number three, Oklahoma four. Oregon has played nobody. They've played a couple decent teams. Ohio well, State they won at Ohio State, which is probably the toughest win of the year. Yeah. All right, well, we haven't even gotten to my hot take, so I'm ending it yeah. on my hot take. Oh, yeah. So Ending it. All right, what go. else do you got to say? That's it. That's, That's it? it? That's it. I'm going to eat. All right, he's got to eat. He's done. My hot take is the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Bang! Boom. One explanation why. No. <laughs>